0: America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You know, we're up to 221 affiliates now. Our newest one, KYSTAM in Houston, Texas. We are very happy. Houston, Galveston, actually. We're very happy to have them on board as part of the HIA Radio Network family and America's Healthcare Advocate. We're on Saturdays there from 7 to 8. And, you know, I know you're listening because I got a phone call after a Saturday show last week from houston texas he said i just heard you on the air so welcome aboard we're very happy to have you on board at kystam in houston texas if you want to follow us on facebook twitter instagram or, uh, LinkedIn. You can do that at America's Healthcare Advocate, the website americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you have a question, a comment, anything I can help you with, send me an email. I get a lot of them, but I answer each and every one of them. I'm happy to do that. So if you have a question or comment, please send me an email. I'll be happy to help you. If you are chronologically challenged and you are looking for Medicare, Medicare Advantage, or Medicare insurance of any kind, you can reach out to the good folks at RPS Benefits by Design. Carol Lee Steele 877 Five twenty two twenty four. Anywhere in the United States, they are happy to help you eight seven seven three eight five twenty two twenty four or online at RPS Benefits com. Also, if you're an employer looking for better health care coverage for your employees. Call Maria Allers at RPS Benefits by Design. Same phone number, 877-385-2224. And the website is the same, RPS They've got plans that might surprise you. They're not what you see in the typical marketplace. All right. Back in studio with me, Dr. Akime. Hey. So happy to have you back. Thank you for taking me. And we're going to break in Drew today. <laughs> I'm very happy to have Drew Hare here. Drew is the president. <coughs> Of the market president of Centerwell here in the Kansas City Metro. Happy to have him in studio today and Dr. Stephanie Akime in studio with us again uh, after the last show we did with us, which was uh, very popular. And we know that because a lot of you went up on the podcast platforms. And by the way, all these shows are on 14 podcast platforms and on YouTube. And we're up to about 256,000 views on YouTube, thanks to all of you out there, and about 60-some thousand podcast downloads. So we thank you very much for that. So Doctor Akime is joining us again today. She is a native of Long Island, New York, attended St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia, where she undergraduate degree was in biology. She earned her medical degree at the University of Medicine and Dentistry in New York, now known as Rowan University School of Osteopathic Medicine. And she went on to do her residency at St. Joseph's Hospital in Philadelphia. She is a primary care physician, and she uh, really enjoys preventative medicine, especially in women's health areas. And uh, she is uh, joining us again today after the last show she did with us um, talking about what the folks at Centerwell do and how they do it. Drew Hare is the president uh, here in Kansas City of the Centerwell program. Drew is a 20-year veteran healthcare in health care, having served in a variety of roles MA to executive leadership. He's worked in nonprofit companies and physician owned companies as well as for profit companies. He's spent all of his career here in the Midwest. His current role, he's responsible for operations and strategy of the seven Centerwell locations. There are seven of them in and around the Kansas City Metro. Welcome to both of you.
1: Thank, Thank you for having, We're having us. We're
0: going to break him in right today, Dr. Hakimi. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Of course. Okay. All right. So let you know, Here we are. I just told you off air, I was in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Omaha. I had to fly because my wife would not let me drive with the weather and everything. Needless to say, I came back sick, okay? (laughs) I got bronchitis, okay? Now, I went in. I got tested. I got back on a Thursday, Friday morning. I was in the ER, first thing, 5 a.m., being tested for RSV, COVID, flu, had none of it, but got bronchitis. This is—and everybody I talk to, especially if you're traveling— is getting this stuff. So it's that happy time of year, okay? It's winter, it's cold, um, this stuff is raging. What should people be doing?
2: Well, of course, like you said, I'm calling it the trifecta season. We have COVID, flu, and RSV, so we definitely wanna be careful of the people who are around. Number one is take care of yourself, be healthy. If you're having any medications, make sure you're taking your medications correctly, making sure you're eating right, diet, exercise. You wanna be the healthiest as you can. Two, you definitely want to make sure that if you're around people, you're washing your hands. And if you're around sick um, individuals or people who have symptoms, you know, you may want to put that mask back on to prevent you from getting um, sick. And three, the best thing about medicine is we're always improving, always finding ways for our patients to pre, uh, f- to prevent them from getting sick. There's vaccines for all this stuff too. I mean, how lucky are we to have that? So it's always good to go to your primary care doctor to make sure that you're up to date with your vaccines, because the vaccines not only help to prevent the transmission of these viruses, but also if you do get them, you're not as sick as you could be, especially if you have chronic conditions.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I've, I've got, i got the COVID booster, I got the flu shot, I I got pneumonia shot. I still haven't gotten RSV because I haven't been able to get get it done, but I I will. But the point is that especially for those of us that are chronologically challenged.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, as we get older, our immune system doesn't work as well. So it's critical that we have the best protection that we can. And vaccines do prevent that for prevent us from having these types of um, complications when we do get sick.
0: Yeah, and to your point about washing your hands. So when I got on the plane, I had my little sanitizer bottle right there, and I had another 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 uh, product to use called Triology that kills COVID and all the stuff on contact. You can actually spray it in your mouth. It's all natural. But I, I went out and bought an M ninety five mask because I'm not going through this again. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that guy right. on the plane with that damn mask on. I'm gonna wear the mask uh, because I'm just, I'm, I, I, don't. I knew this was gonna happen.
2: Right. And you, you know? know, we and I,
0: I, did, I washed I did everything I could think to do. do could. But, but I had done. some fat guy <laughs> sitting across the aisle from me hacking his head off on one of these flights, and I'm like, dude, you know, please, okay. You know, do something. Okay, but it's yeah. just you know, people just aren't
2: paying attention, right? And it's and it's hard because you're the one who suffered the consequences of someone who's I know, who's right? not, I know right? the
0: guy that gave it to me. I'm confident that's where it came from. Yeah, Drew's laughing, but I'm. I'll, if I see that guy again, I'm going to know. Right. Yeah, and,
2: and we're paying the consequences. We had Christmas, you know, New Year's, we family gatherings. So it was very easy for us to get sick this year. And especially, particularly since we have three viruses going around, it's very easy for us to get sick. Yeah. So, Drew, talk a little bit about you guys approach this differently.
0: I mean, you know, trying to get into a primary care doctor typically this time of year is not an easy thing to do. You know, they're booked up. You're trying to get time in. You're, you're sick now. You want to go see somebody. You guys shift gears a little bit. Centerwell does this differently. Let's talk about how you how you adapt to this and improvise to help people get care quicker, especially since you're focused on seasoned citizens. You know, those of us that are seniors. Drew?
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the neat things about our model and being senior focused is you don't have a lobby full of, sick kids uh sick families things like that it's it's only seniors so when you come into our lobby there might only be one or two other people you you're not you're not waiting we call it a lobby because there's light refreshments there's a coffee bar but the goal is to Get you in, uh, make sure we got the right paperwork, and then start start your visit with your physician. And so, um, uh, we take a lot of precautions to make sure that we're not contributing to the problem. Uh, and then also, about a third of our visits every day uh, are set aside for acute issues. So, Kerry, you mentioned you woke up at five a.m. not feeling well. Yeah, you could have easily called our office, you know, right at eight a.m. and said, "Guys, I'm I'm congested. Uh, I was just traveling a whole lot. I don't feel well. Can I come in?" And we would have had open spots that day for you to. To come in and be seen, um, and so all of our all of our centers, all of our providers uh, offer that uh, to patients. Uh, so it makes it easy to get in, saves you a costly trip to the emergency room where there's other sick people. Yeah,
0: yes. Right, so. Although you at five in the morning, there was nobody there but me. So I was really happy about that. <laughs>
1: you might have gone in with bronchitis, yep, but you yep. might have been coming yep. out with something That's exactly else. Right. So, exactly right, yeah. Um, uh, you know, when you come into our office, uh, we have the ability to, to, to get you back quickly and, and some dedicated visits for issues just like that.
0: Okay, so we've had, you know, monster snow all over the country. This weather's been horrible, you know, 15 below zero during the Chiefs game. I mean, it's crazy what's going on. What about people that can't get out of the house? Or, or hey, I'm 84 years old. Not me, but I'm saying I'm an 84 year old. You know, maybe I've got problems trying to walk, etc. I don't want to have to do that. How do you accommodate those people, Drew? Sure. The great the great thing about being senior focused is uh, uh, we try
1: to take that perspective in into consideration when we're we're. Uh Designing our visits. So, when we have days like we had last Friday where it's snowing like the Dickens and the temperature is below zero, we actually can convert. Uh, we made the decision last week to, to go virtual. And what that means is we convert all of our appointments to virtual visits. So, our, our doctor's logged into the, the laptop, uh, the patient's on the other line, and, and you can conduct that visit from the comfort of your home. You don't have to get out and try to drive into this stuff, you don't have to get out and battle the cold. You can still connect with Dr. Akimi uh, through a virtual visit.
0: Yep, and it's a great system and it works really well. If you want to learn more about this, go to the website, seniorfocuskansascity.com. Seniorfocus.com. Hey, maybe you want to make an appointment. Maybe you need to go see a doctor. 816 640 8522. 816 640 8522. Give them a call. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. We've got more. The doctor's in the house.
3: The Golden Rule Treat others as you want to be treated. I'm Steve Keeker, and this is one of the founding principles of my firm, Senior Care Consulting. Since 2002, our value statement has included honor our mother and father, respect our elders, care for those in need, and treat your family as our own. We've been honored to help hundreds of families make one of the most difficult decisions they could ever make, serving them in their greatest time of need. If you're looking for someone who can provide you experienced and objective guidance when searching for a senior care community, reach out today and discover the services of Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800. Know your options and choose with care at SeniorCareConsulting.com.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, here on the HIA Radio Network. In studio with me today, Dr. Stephanie Akimi and Drew Hare, talking again with the folks at Centerwell about how they deliver a unique service of primary care to senior citizens. To those of us, as I say, that are chronologically challenged, it's totally different. It's a better way to experience primary care. If you want to learn more, the website, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com, Senior focused, kansascity.com, or call them at 816-640-8522. If you just want to go down there and see what it's like, schedule a visit, they'll be happy to see you. you. See Dr. Kime or one of the other great doctors, Dr. V, who was on here a couple of weeks ago. Call up, make the appointment, go see them. I think you're going to find it's a different kind of experience. All right. So, Drew, let's just go through this model because it is very, very different. There's nothing like this, comparable, there are other primary care clinics, okay, but there are not other primary care clinics that are solely focused on senior citizens. And that changes the whole dynamic here. So let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. The biggest difference uh, between the way we do it and
1: traditional primary care is we have it's about time. Okay, Our our providers carry much smaller panels. They carry a panel size of about 500 to 550. Your typical primary care uh, carries a panel of somewhere between 2,000 and 2,500. So wait, wait, a
0: minute, wait a minute. You want to repeat that again? Yeah. Typical primary care? Typical
1: primary care carries somewhere between 2,000 and 2,500 patients. Our physicians carry a panel of about 550 patients. And the reason for that is we know we get better health outcomes when we can focus on the relationship aspect of... The patient doctor relationship. So, for example, uh, you know, a lot of our 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 patients experience what we call social determinant of health issues. They might have transportation issues or uh, food insecurity, housing insecurity, and we can't solve whatever's medically wrong till we fix some of those issues. Um, I'll, I'll give you a great example at one of our centers. A couple of years ago, we had a a husband and wife couple we were seeing. Who were battling constant uh, pulmonary issues, right? Well, turns out they had a leak uh, in the roof, and so every time it rained, they were putting buckets out in the living room and bailing them out. Uh, so they had developed some lung issues due to the constant humidity, some mold, things like that. And it, it took them a couple years to open up to us and share uh, some of these issues. But once they did, we were able to get them connected to a, a roofing company that was able to help them out and and get a new roof. And once that once they stopped dealing with a leaky roof, all of a sudden their health issues uh, started course that, That's
0: remarkable. I mean, re- just as an example, I mean, to, to, to find that out and then to say, okay, well, you got a problem, you need to fix it. You didn't do that. You said, let us help you find somebody to help you fix it and do what needs to be done. That's totally different.
1: Right, but it, it took us a little time to build the trust with them where they Correct. were
0: at comfortable sharing that. Yeah, but it, 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 and the other thing you said, and I want to go back to it a minute, is time. The issue of time, you have the time. The average time spent with a primary care physician in this country is seven and a half minutes. I can see why when you're looking at 2,000 to 2,500 patients, that's astronomical. I'm amazed. I had no idea it was that high. I thought it was around 1,000. I had no idea it was that high. So it's no wonder they're churning them through every seven and a half to 10 minutes. Your model is completely different. Right.
1: Right. Right, and we know that with 40-minute appointments that you get time to share with uh, the physician or the nurse practitioner, here are the things I'm worried about, here are the things that I'm concerned about, and they might seem trivial to a patient, um, but they actually matter a whole lot to us. If you're having trouble walking, if you keep stumbling at home on hardwood floors, if you're uh, you might notice something different with your skin. It might not be anything even rash-related, but it helps people like Dr. Akimi figure out what's going on with you. But we, we can't do that if we only have eight minutes. You might have five things to talk about, and we only get through one. With these longer visits, you have time to go through all five of those things, and it helps our physicians and our nurse practitioners put the whole puzzle together.
0: And if they need to be referred out to a specialist or to some other facility, you guys help with that with care guides? Absolutely. Yeah. Our referral coordinators can help uh, coordinate visits to specialists. We do try to, to
1: handle as much as we can in the office, but there's times where we need to engage subject matter experts in cardiology or pulmonology or dermatology, things like that. And, and that's where we engage our specialists. And so we can help. Uh, Patients with things like prior authorizations. Uh, We can help them understand who might be the best specialist to send them to. Uh, And then uh, once they see that specialist, those notes are coming back to us. So our physicians can can you know understand what's going on from a medical perspective and then help inform that patient about what's going on with their medical condition.
0: Yeah. So it's basically it's all interconnected. You're you're the way you're doing it is first of all, you're starting with a much better base because you've got the time to spend with the patient. That's really important, Correct. right? Exactly. Right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And then from there you're you're taking it to the treatment level, the preventative level, whatever the case may be. And if they do have to go out then you're involved in setting that up and and that information is flowing back to you so that you have a point of contact and you're 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 the total care. Yeah,
2: we're at the headquarters of the primary care. We need to know what's going on in all aspects of the patients, it's particularly if they're seeing other um, specialists. We want to know what they're being treated for and how they're being treated for so there's, there's no complications or errors when we're treating the patient. Yeah, and I would assume
0: that also means, you know, when you're talking about coordinating, because most of us that are, you know, seniors take medications. Some of us take a lot of medications. I'm fortunate I don't, but there are a lot of people that do. Mm-hmm. How does all that interact if you're going someplace where you're being prescribed something, but they don't know what you're already doing or they give you something and then you as the primary care doctor don't know, you know, what they're on. And now all of a sudden they're having
2: problems or complications because the meds don't work. All right. And we want to prevent those type of errors, right? Because it's detrimental to the patient's health if we don't know what the specialists are doing. So that's why it's important when we have these referral coordinators. Not only do they set up the appointment for the patients, they actually get those notes back to us. So we know exactly what's happening with the patients, which is critical for their healthcare.
0: Yeah. So I guess you could say it's center. Well, there's a center for all of the care to go. I may have to put that into a commercial somewhere that that there's a center for all this information to come back to. And that is where your primary care focus is. I'll
1: give you a great example, Carrie, uh, Even as good as we are, sometimes we we have patients that end up in the hospital with a a, a pneumonia or or something that requires hospitalization. Um, And then coming out, sometimes medications have to be changed for clinical reasons in the hospital, uh, and and that aids in, in them being discharged. But when they come out, there's oftentimes a lot of confusion about, what am I supposed to keep taking? What can I stop? What was the medication that I was only supposed to take in the hospital? We have visits built into our schedule so that when we know somebody's being discharged, they're on our schedule within a week, and we get a chance to intervene and say, hey, let's just go through all your medications. Let's talk about why you were in, and let's make sure we're doing everything we can so that you don't have to go back in and be readmitted, that we're protecting you from that.
0: See, and see here's the thing, folks. Okay? You just heard him say she don't have to be in, you don't have to go back in and be readmitted. They're being proactive, not reactive, and that's one of the key differences in the way Centerwell does this thing. Um, And I think that's one of the huge benefits in the way they do it, especially for those of us, obviously, that are senior citizens. So if you want to learn more, go to the website SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com. A lot of information up there. You'll see Dr. Akime up there. You'll see Dr. V up there. All their physicians are up there. You can schedule a visit. You just want to go see what it's like? Go see. Okay. If you want to do an appointment, 816-640-8522. They do have same-day appointments, believe it or not. 816-640-8522. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We've got more. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE radio network. You know, I just told you about our new affiliate in Houston, Texas. Very happy to have them on board. But we are on 14 podcast platforms now. Compliments to Mr. Dave Thiessen, who is my producer behind the camera, and Darren Wilhite, the producer behind the audio here at Odyssey Studios. So let me tell you about the podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, RSS Podcast, Overcast, Rumble, Stitcher, Tune in, Pandora, I couldn't believe that. Podcast, Pocket Podcast, Apple Podcast, Speaker, Amazon Music, Google Odyssey, and we're also on YouTube. YouTube views are up to about 256,000, about 66,000 actual downloads of the show on the podcast platforms. We really appreciate all of you doing that. Um, it is a great way if you miss a show or you want to tell somebody about a show. You know, to go, maybe you want to tell a friend of yours, your husband, and say, maybe we ought to take a look at that center wall thing. Well, don't try to explain it. Just put the podcast on. Okay. You put the podcast on, listen to doctor, listen to drew, listen to all of our guests. When they come on and talk about the various topics that we cover on this broadcast. So that's a great way to do it. All those podcast platforms are up there and they're getting a lot of action because of all you actually had one of our, one of our, one of our sponsors actually was in Turkey. They walked into the office and they had our podcast up on the screen in the office and I asked him if that was him. Um, and the answer to that was, yes, it was. So uh, there are folks listening all over the place to America's health healthcare advocate. All right. So let's, let's, let's go back to this, right, because he floored me when he threw this number out there. Yeah. So 2,500 patients versus you're seeing 500. Uh, what does that mean in terms of getting to know the patient, familiarizing yourself, having a time with the patient? As Drew talked about in that one example, being able to draw out... Because seniors a lot of times don't like to talk... I I just need to get in here and get out. I don't want to make any changes. Um, How does that change the dynamic of the whole care process, Dr. Kime?
2: Well, it makes the providers get to know their patients. So we're just not in and out. We actually take our time to see what's going on with the patient. And it's it's more than just, what's my problem? Here's the medication and get you out the door. It's knowing the whole patient, knowing their social um, issues, knowing if there's any detriments or there's any barriers for them to keep themselves healthy. And so in order for that to happen, we need to take our time. This is why we have 40-minute visits. Not only do we go through the medicines, we wanna make sure you understand what's going on. Do you understand your diseases? Do you understand why you're taking the medications that you're taking? Do you understand why we're doing the tests that we are taking? The better you know about your health, the better the outcomes will be for the patients.
0: And the the better they know about the health, the more, what's more important is that you know right. so that you can be, again, I talked about being proactive, not reactive. Right. Most of what we do in this country is reactive treatment. That that's that The fee-for-service model just doesn't allow for being proactive. You're doing quite the opposite of that because if you have the time to spend with the patient and you can talk to them about, you know, what What are your symptoms? What are you doing? Um, are you isolated? Are you a widower? Are you sitting at home watching television 24-7? Are you getting out? Are you so, people don't realize that all has an impact on health, does it not?
2: Right, and that's the benefit of having a smaller patient panel. Not only do we get to know our patients in a better level, we also see them more. We have the time to see them more. So, Instead of saying you're seeing your senior doctor, you know, once a year, we may see you two to three times a year, which is great because if there's complications that happens, things that needs to be changed, we can pick that up more quickly. We could prevent more complications from happening. And that can only happen if we have the time to do that and we have the frequency to do that with our patients.
0: So let's talk about, you know, the, the, one of the things that, that seems to be reoccurring in senior citizens and, and, and it, it, it more prevalent than it is in the typical population is diabetes. All right. And type 2 diabetes <clears throat> in this country is um raging. Okay. You know, overweight, wrong diet, etc., cetera, et cetera. But a lot of people aren't even aware that they're pre type two diabetes. Right. Okay. And if the, if they're not aware, they can't correct it. So talk about how you address that when you do a typical physical and a blood panel and you see an A1C that's starting to hit the top of the charts, what do you do?
2: So when I see my patients, especially at the beginning of the year, I say we start afresh. Brand new year, brand new you. So I like to do testing that that may um, pick up things that we may not usually see. So I look at their family history. I'm looking at the medications they're on. I like to see what risks there are for other diseases that that may run um, for being an older uh, person or older female or male. Um, so when we run these tests, I, I tell them why we're running that because they're at risk for complications for the current medical diseases, but also they're at risk for developing other medical um, diseases. So we have to make sure that we're we're doing our preventative screens. Once we do that and we find out, okay, maybe you're pre-diabetic or you're just starting to get diabetic, we want to make sure you understand completely what that means. Because diabetes is just not taking medication, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. We have to change your diet. you got to understand why, what's happening in your body to make sure that you understand why you're taking your medications, why we're changing our diet to prevent any complications from that. Because diabetes affects more than just you know blood sugars. It affects your, your heart. It affects your kidneys. It affects your circulation. It affects your mind. It affects a lot of things. So we want to make sure that educating our patients on what is developing with their diseases is important.
0: Yeah. And if they, you know, again, the importance of the primary care visit, the importance of getting that blood panel done, the importance of interacting with you and understanding that. I'm at risk here. And if you don't do something about it and you roll into type two and then God forbid you roll over to type one, now we really have a problem.
2: Exactly. And we have to make sure we're following up. I just can't leave you and send you on your way and hope for the best. Right? We wanna make sure you follow back up. How are you doing? Are you are you recording your, your blood sugars? Do you need help with your, your um, diabetic glucose machine? Do you understand what these numbers mean? Education is key to keeping the diseases um, at bay and keeping them under control because we want to prevent those complications that we know could be detrimental to people's health. I'm a sandwich generation uh, child. My, my mother is 92 years
0: old. Uh, she is a type one diabetic. Um, I, I'm having trouble keeping track
2: of her. Can they come in and sit down with you? Yeah. So especially when you have a new diagnosis, we definitely want to make sure we're keep, we're keeping closer tabs on you, right? Because it's definitely a, a lifestyle change that most people are not aware that they have to do. Because it it does it does take over, you know, how you approach things, especially when you're eating. Because that's what we do several times a day, every day. Um, we do have resources in our clinics where we have, you know, nurses that will help educate our patients, you know, they'll come in and say, look, let's talk about, let's talk about the food that you're eating. Let's look at counting the carbs. Let's, let's take a look at your glucose um, machine. Let's, let's make sure we know how to use it, what the readings mean. So we do take our time to make sure that we're educating our patients on the diseases that they have. And if they're having issues like, okay, um, you know, today I checked my sugars and it was, you know, 250 and we could, let's go back. What did we eat today? Were you sick? Um, did you take your medications? How did you take your medications? Do you know when to take it? Do you know why you're taking it? Which one are you taking? So these are the questions that we wanna make sure that the patient understands when they're dealing with this type of um, disease so they can make sure they have better outcomes when in dealing with controlling it as you know, well. So what
0: I'm hearing here, Drew, is the level of intensity and in the drill down that you guys do it's just significantly different than what you're look. There's a lot of primary doctors. I they do a wonderful job. That's not the point. The point is that you have the time and the resources to do what Dr. Kimi just talked about. I mean, that's critical. If you're going to keep these diseases from progressing, becoming greater chronic disease issues. Yes.
1: Yeah. Dr. Kimi said it well, right. Education's a big component of what we do. Uh, People, if you're going to make lifestyle changes, that requires time, energy, and you got to know enough about the disease and the changes you're making to monitor its progress and figure out if you're making headway or not. And you just can't do that in five or ten minutes. It takes it takes a while to help our patients understand exactly. Here's how the disease works. Here's how decisions you make around diet and exercise and Here's what happens if you miss a medication. All of these things can impact uh, the state of the disease. And so it takes our clinicians several visits to, to help people fully understand um, uh, what might be going on. So, yeah, to your point, Carrie, I mean, you just can't do that in, in a handful of visits in a, in a typical primary care setting. There's just not enough time.
0: Yeah, and I, that it, 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 this is really kind of funny because we keep coming back to that one word, time. I mean, it's really what this comes back to. Every, 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 we keep coming back to this time. Right. It, you have the time.
2: We have the time to do
0: that. And things. you've also got the resources.
2: Absolutely. So
0: to that point, and we the story about the roof. Um, you know, I, there, I I think Drew shared a story with me some time ago about a gentleman who couldn't. Wasn't going to come because he didn't. He didn't have transportation. And you, so talk a little bit about how you arrange things like that.
1: In some cases, um, you know, if somebody is uh, deficient in transportation, we have resources where we can help with visits to the primary care uh, clinic. Most Medicare plans have uh, transportation benefits built in, and so just by virtue of understanding your plan design. You can take advantage of things which like that.
0: Which you do, and that's we do. the point, okay? Right. which that, That's another thing that's different, okay? You know, you work only with Medicare patients, so Medicare Advantage, MedSup, or just straight Medicare, or even if they're on VA, you, you understand the benefits and how they work. They may have it and not even know they have it. Right. right. That's part of the problem. All right, we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network. Stay tuned. The doctor's still in the house. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back you're listening to america's healthcare advocate show broadcasting coast to coast across the usa here on the HIE radio network my producer behind the microphones darren willhide my producer doing all the video work that goes up on those podcast and youtube platforms mr david Thiessen helping us today to get this broadcast together and put it out to you across the country if you want to learn more about Centerwell and their primary care focused on senior citizens. That's what's so different about this. You heard Dr. Akimi talk about it. The key word here is time. They have time to spend with you. If if you're interested in that, if you want to go someplace where it's going to make a difference, the website SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com, Call them, 816 640 8522, 816 640 8522. Same day appointments, virtual appointments. They've got, you can go in there and get help if you need it now. They're able to do that. It's very, very different in the way they deliver primary care, which is strictly focused on senior citizens. Drew, let's talk about you've got seven locations. So wherever people are in the metro, um, they can find a facility close to them.
1: Yeah, we have seven locations here in Kansas City. Uh, Grandview, Raytown, Olathe, uh, Kansas City, Kansas. We have one in the Midtown area of Kansas City, Missouri, and then. Uh, Two out in Independence, one out at 39th Street out by the the mall, and then one in Old Independence up on the Old Square. Um, I think one of the great things about Centerwell, too, is is we also have a national footprint, so you can find us in... In 25, 26
0: other states, including your new affiliate in Houston. I didn't know that. Okay, so that's interesting. So, 25 or 26 other states? Yeah. Wow. So, th- so here's a question for you, then. If you're traveling, and you're a Centerwell patient, and you want to go to a Centerwell facility in another city, can you do that? We do have some snowbirds here in Kansas City that, okay. that spend about half the year in, in Florida or Arizona.
1: Yeah, now now so. it's really
0: a good time to be a snowbird, because <laughs> we're sitting here with,
1: yeah. Well, as someone who's going to Arizona in, in yeah, February, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. But, yeah, we, we do have some snowbirds where we coordinate that between the, uh, our sister facilities and some of those other locations. Okay. So that's good to know. So
0: if you are, if you've, you know, if you're out there in that RV, okay, you're, you're going to go to Arizona and play golf or Florida. Uh, that's good to know if you're a center wall patient, you've got access. So there's some good news. So doctor, let's wrap this up because again, as we talked about in the opening of the show, um, you know, it is that time of year, uh, you know, people are, this stuff is, raging, right. whether it's RSV or COVID, or I saw numbers there, they were COVID's back up to numbers that they're, they're, it's the ERs are full, right. You know, people are being admitted. This RSV thing is really nasty. There is a vaccine, which a lot of people aren't aware of right. that you can get. And I have not gotten it, but I intend to get it. I just haven't been able to get in to get it. But um, let's talk about, you know, if you're feeling sick, you're waking up sick, you know, the, the kinds of things you could be dealing with is... It, Let's just wait and see how it is. Let's let's give it a day or two and see how it is. Now, now my wife, (laughs) and she's going to hear this, does this all the time. When I came back and I knew I was getting sick, Mm -hmm. I was in
2: there at five in the morning the next day. Is it good to wait? Well, it depends on your health, which is why it's so critical that you see your primary care doctor because they know you better than anyone. And so if they know, like, oh, this is around the time you get sick, get upper respiratory infections that can tumble down, I'd rather you come see me first. Let's not wait. Let's prevent it from getting more uh, worse. Let's prevent you getting complications from getting sick, and let's treat it and nip it in the bud. So it really depends um, what you have, how your health status is, and that's why it's important that you see your primary care doctor on a regular a regular basis so they know exactly when to you, you to call and see them.
0: But instead of trying to self-treat, right. Okay. My wife's going to hate this. Okay, <laughs> and self-medicate right. and let it spiral into something else. Right. Doesn't it make more sense to hey, you know what? I I I know something's coming. Uh, exactly what happened. I wasn't there yet, but I knew it was coming. Right. Uh, by golly, I was there the next day. OK, so it doesn't it make sense, as you said, to nip it in the bud and do it in the very beginning instead of letting it go on? And then you got a bigger problem.
2: Right. And then and, and let's say that you go see the primary care doctor. They're like, OK, you know, things may be it's not too bad. Let's just wait and see. Now I'm my ears are up. I'm aware what's going on with you. I have a heads up on, you know what, I need to watch Kerry closer because he can tumble real quickly. And so I have the heads up. So it never hurts to see the doctor, whether it's the first time you're having symptoms or you waited two days. As long as we know what's going on with you, we can treat you right away. So why take the risk? Go see your doctor if you're not feeling well. Even if it's something that could be treated at home, at least we know what's going on so that if things do get complicated and things do get worse, we can treat it right away.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is that if they don't want to come in, if you're like, I really don't want to have to get dressed and go out there and it's cold... They can
2: do the virtual thing. exactly, And virtual makes it a lot easier. And we can see, you know, I know my patient's face. I know when they're sick. You know how kids are. They're like, oh, I'm fine. And they're like, no, you're not looking too hot. And I know when my patients are sick, even though they may not want to tell me because I know them well, I can be like, look, let's, let's just treat this, you know, get this out of the way. And if you're not, if you're feeling better, great. And if you're not, come see me in person. So the virtual visit, this makes things a lot easier for the patient if they don't want to come in, but they still want to be seen and be treated. Yeah, and then you know,
0: Where they and of course, the fact that you're not seeing 2,500 people might have something to do with that. (laughs) When you said you know your patients, (laughs) patients. Uh, you've got a pretty good idea of what's going on with them. And if they're they're saying, Well, I'm experiencing this or I'm experiencing that, you can go back and look at what's their history and say, Yeah, what guess where we're going,
2: right? And you know, um, the good thing about knowing your patients is you have a history. So I'd be like, yeah, Carrie, I know you say you're feeling okay. This will bug, you know, you have a little bug here. But remember last year? <laughs> remember when we didn't, we, we waited and things tumbled to bronchitis, pneumonia, and you had to go to the hospital? We're not gonna do that again. Let's not take that risk. Let's just go and ahead and treat you so we can prevent that from happening. So the good thing is that we have a history. I know what's happened with you. So it's good to see the, the, your primary care doctor, especially in this season.
0: Yeah, and this season is really makes it very difficult. Brewer, we're wrapping up here. But if you were gonna give a message that are senior citizens, why should they take a look at Centerwell now and look at making a change? Well,
1: Carrie, you said it earlier, right? It comes back to time. And, and the only way we can be really successful at what we do is by having time to connect with our patients, to understand more than just the medical diseases and the medical processes that are going on. It's, it's the stuff beneath the surface. Right? We don't want our patients having to decide between, should I take my blood pressure medication or should I put food on the table? If that's where you're at, we've got the ability to help you solve some of those issues. But I can't do that. We can't do that in short time increments. We need time with you to understand what's going on with you and, and um, really you know, dive into some of those issues at a deep level.
0: You know, if you're looking for primary care and you're a senior citizen, you really are looking for a better way to do this, okay? And and you're not you're not being rushed through, and you want somebody that really understands what your issues are, or you want a better level of care. You really need to give these people a call and just go see what they do and how they do it. You've seen Dr. Kime on here, you've seen Dr. V on here. The way they deliver care, it is just completely different. There are not 2,500 people seeing a primary care physician. If that doesn't say it all, I don't know what does. The website is senior focused kansas city.com senior focused kansas city.com the phone number 816-640-8522 give them a call find out i think you'll be surprised and now ladies and gentlemen i leave you with this thought from dr martin luther king we must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or we will surely perish together as fools truer words were never spoken thank you for watching america's Healthcare advocate broadcasting coast to coast across the usa here on the hi radio network Goodbye, America.